Welcome to Presence Church Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit PresenceOC.org. I don't know what to do right now. Maybe I should take another offering or something. It's awesome. Could you guys help me with this? Thank you so much. Testimonies? That's awesome. If we get the lights up, just say everybody. Welcome everybody to Presence. We're so excited you're here. This is fun. How many of you guys enjoyed worship? Was worship good this morning? It was amazing, right? Can we give Jesus one more shout? Just honor the Lord. Lord, we love you. We honor you. We give you adoration. We give you praise, Lord. Wow. I was telling Phil, I said, you guys did such a great job. We're going to pull on you guys all the time. Uh, Pastor Jesse and Jessica are in Idaho on vacation for the week. They go up there every year with their family, so that's where they are, if you're wondering where they are. And Pastor Nicole went up to the women's conference at Bethel. Um, it was her anniversary weekend, so they took some time. I think, uh, I think, Amanda, you were there too, right? You flew back early. Was it good? Was there any cool testimonies that happened that stood out to you? Just anything? Hey, yeah. You want to share a testimony? You guys want to hear some testimonies? Is that okay? Um, the power of unity was pretty amazing. Um, how many here, like, want more friends? <laughs> yeah? Um, it was just amazing. I highly encourage you, any opportunity you have to go on any women's retreat, any retreat, any Bethel retreat, anything that Presence is sponsoring, getting behind, go. Because we need each other so much. And the friendships just go to a whole other level when you just do life together and you have fun together. So it was it was really, really powerful. The speakers are amazing. Any of these people that you watch um, on Bethel TV, like Lisa Bevere, um, Havila, all those people, they're great, they're amazing, but when you see them in person, it's a whole nother level. And you receive it on another level when you go and hear them. So I encourage you to go. Um, we just all went deep together. So go to these kind of things and go deep with friends. It's like so powerful. Um, I would say healing and friendships, mm. emotional healing for people who've like given up on, um, just the depth of friendship, the depth of love, um, and are just people thinking negative things about people in church, mm. you know, we're not perfect, but. Uh, just, just seeing that, that depth of, of love. So for me, I just saw a lot of healing and emotions. Does anybody want healing for just, or anybody want more, more friendship, more love, more fellowship, um, more unity? Yeah? Anybody want to be able to feel more safe in letting people love them and pray for them? and feel safe being honest and vulnerable with people. Anybody want more um, (laughs) real love? (laughs) Yeah? Anybody want more hope? Anybody want to feel safe? Yeah? Lord, we thank you. We thank you for your power. We thank you for your anointing. (laughs) We ask, Lord, that you would do it again. Right now, all those that are, are hungry for more, who want more, who want more depth in you, that want more depth in friendship, that want to feel safe, (laughs) that want to feel true love. Some people have never felt true love. Ugh. Lord, we just, we just right now, we receive your true love. We're tired of stuff that's not real. So, Lord, we just right now receive your true love. We receive your safety. We receive the purity of who you are. And we say yes to receiving that from others. 
we say yes to opening up our hearts to receive everything you have for us. We say yes to receiving it from the body. We say yes to opening up our hearts to trust others. We say yes to emotional healing. We say yes to not being stuck anymore. We say yes to living life in the fullest. We say yes to friendships. We say yes to being open to what friendship looks like. We say yes to, what, to opening up our hearts to what our friends may look like. They might not look like us, but they carry you. We say yes to not having limitations on the love you want to give us. Do it again, God. Do it again. 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 Just, just before she sits, when you go, who, what are you feeling? And like, why are you kind of moving like that? Because some people are like, what's going on right now? I don't know what's happening. Just, just, to, just share with us like what you're feeling right now. Just the presence of the Lord. And, I, you know, bef times before, a long time ago, I would feel it and just be like, no, what is that? No. But like, <laughs> when you feel that, if, if you actually just let it come in you and like let God do what he wants to do and not really care what it looks like or what someone might think or that, you know, you have something wrong with you or you're not put together well or you don't have things under control. Well, the truth is you don't. <laughs> you don't. And if you do, I'm sorry, but you're not, you're probably not going to grow more in your walk with the Lord. So, just learning to yield yourself because there's been times where everything's just fine and dandy and I'm doing, oh, I'm just going to pray for someone. Da, 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 that's cool. All right, now I'm going to be going to lunch in about 30 minutes. Okay, great. Then all of a sudden, whoa. And, you know, like you feel God's presence. And then, you know, two hours later, you're going to lunch, you know, because you're on the floor acting weird and you don't really know what's going on. But who cares? <laughs> because you're feeling God's presence and the joy that comes through you and what you did in the spirit is like amazing. We don't even always know what it was, but it was just amazing. So his presence is, is coming through me in those moments and I'm just like yielding to it. And it looks different for everybody, you know, but it probably looks a little weird, you know, that part's probably pretty common. But it, it just comes through, and it's like, and I, I, I don't want to be put together. You know? I want to be put back together, but I don't want to be put together. You know? If you're here, when she said, I don't want to be put together anymore, if that spoke to you, I want you to stand. We're going to pray right now for you, if that spoke to you. That doesn't mean don't take a shower, like take showers, you know, dress nice. Like that's not what she's talking about. She's talking about yielding to the person that created everything. Anywhere in the room, anyone else just want to stand, that spoke to you. I'm just going to have her pray over you one more time. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Lord, we yield ourselves 
right now to you, and for all standing, and for all who have it in their heart who want that, Lord, we ask that you do that right now. You'd come in with your wind, with your wind, with your wind, with your wind. With your wind, touch us, wreck us, change us, help us, help, 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 help. Speak blessings over these people, Lord. These people that are standing. These people whose hearts are open. For this body, Lord. For this house. Speak blessings. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that we're not put together. But thank you, Lord, that you're putting us together. Thank you for putting us back together. Thank you for putting us back together. Thank you that we're not put together, but we're put together in you, God. That we're put together in you. We say yes and amen. Amen. Praise God. Wow. This is fun. Praise God, this is fun. Hallelujah. For those of you that this is different for you, that's new things are different. First time you drove a car, it was different. But you're really glad you did it, right? I encountered the Holy Spirit in my apartment with a beer in the Bible at 19 years old. I don't do that today, but it was very different. I wept for two days. I rolled around on my apartment floor. I was delivered of demons and filled with the Holy Ghost. Well, I, I, was, I was delivered of demons. Demons afflicted me. Uh, devils are real, but Jesus is more real. Praise God. He'll get rid of them for you. Uh, so I'm Chris. I'm one of the pastors here. Um, Vinus, we're going we're gonna to preach to you guys. I wanted to share a couple stories. I appreciate you coming up, Amanda. That was totally unplanned, but I just felt the Holy Ghost on that. It was awesome. Could you guys get that video up? Um, we had a video uh, from one of our kids in kids' church. I don't know if Kristen's here. Is Kristen Wise here? Could you? Hold on. Just pause it. One sec. One sec. Pause. Pause. Is Kristen here? Where are you? Come on up here. I want you to explain this a little bit. Is it okay? Just share some more testimonies before we get in the word. Let me hear this. Kristen is one of our interns here at the church. She actually interns with me. She's radical. Tell us, tell, narrate, and then we'll show the video. Okay. Hi, guys. Um, <laughs> this is really fun. So um, I have two kids and one on the way. And this is my oldest son. He's five. And you know how we all have social media, I'm assuming, right? Little videos, snippets of the day. Well, I didn't... Anyways, point to my story. Homeboy sees me make lots of videos. So naturally, he wants to do it too. He's raised in this environment where he sees and, and participates in praying for for people who need healing, it's incredible. So bedtime routine um, is prayer and whatever. And one day he, um, this week he wanted to make a video. So I just let him and I just say like, you can talk to the people or whatever, whatever that means on Instagram. So he just started going this night specifically for physical healing and I knew like God is doing something. I wanna be really honest too, cause I wasn't raised um, a Christian and I know a lot of different people from a lot of different walks of life. There was a thought that came to my head not to post it cause that could look really weird, right? Especially when I'm telling people in the next slide, check to see if anything is different. And sometimes you just have to recognize that thought and go, I don't even care, because God is doing something. This, is all his idea. this was his idea. So he wanted. Never done, like, words of on the 
No, I've let him pray, and he'll pray for regions and, like, bless people. And people are always, like, message me, and it's always non-Christians who are like, wow, that really blessed my heart. Well, anyways, soon after he did this little video, it might be hard to understand, but, like, about 10 minutes in, you guys, I got a private message from someone being like, oh, my goodness, I just watched this, and my shoulder, all the pain left. Yes. And, you know, Oh, sorry, sorry. But, you know, our pastors are so amazing. And just from watching and like when Chris goes live and how many people are healed and stuff, you guys, we can all do that. And he can do that. I can do that. And social media is a really cool platform, especially for a stay-at-home mom, because we can still touch people and reach people. And um, everyone needs love and encouragement and just, gosh, it's just so incredible. So, yeah, this is that. Check your body right now. I'm totally serious. Check your body out right now. If you had a shoulder problem, you came in with pain, something like that, just check your body right now. And if the pain's gone, check for 20 or 30 seconds. The pain just left, the shoulder problem's gone. I want you to wave your hands over your head so you just give God the glory. Look at this, there's people get right there. Where was it, in the shoulder? The shoulder pain's gone. That's incredible, praise the Lord. Who else, just check right here, look at this. Look at this, this is amazing, guys. Who else? Anyone right here? Thank you, Lord Jesus. Check your stomach. Check anywhere else. Some of you guys are totally offended by this. This is God. God's doing this. This is amazing. This is amazing. Yeah, just keep checking. I'm serious. Just take another five, ten seconds. Check your body for stomach issues, whatever it might be. Hey, another one over here. That's incredible. Where was it? In your neck? You had pain. Did you feel anything when you got healed or just pain just go? You felt like a hot? You feel high. That's, that's really beautiful. Praise the Lord. He's the most high. That's the Lord. He's, that's amazing. It's the Lord touching you. Praise the Lord. That's amazing. What's your name? Aaron, thank you for sharing. What, right here? Jody, yeah. Your shattered ankle? Wait, what? You shattered your ankle two years ago. Is there anything you couldn't do? You couldn't move it certain ways? And now, just moving around. Is that different? Is there anything you physically couldn't do with your ankle? Someone come in the aisle with her. Michael, maybe grab, grab her and just walk around the aisle. Just check, check. Maybe walk in the back for just a second. Go towards the back. Just walk around. Is this okay? Is this okay if Jesus does miracles at church on Sunday morning? Some, some of you are like giving me funny looks. It's great. Praise God. Are you in any pain at all? Are you normally in pain? Are you serious? This is incredible. Come here for just a sec. I want to hear this. Come up with her, Michael. Just come over here for just a sec. Your name's Jody. Is your first time here? Yes, I'm with Linda. You're with Linda. Welcome. It's a privilege to have you here. How'd you hear about the church? Linda, my neighbor. Yes. So two years ago, what happened to your ankle? I fell in high heels. Kid you not. Girls, don't wear them. Unless you know how to walk in them. (laughs) But yes. But yes, Gaga. But, you know, in this, I, I think God gives us things to shake us sometimes because he's given us too many chances. And this shook me. What, what did God do for you? Like you? I had an eight-hour surgery on September 2nd, 2017. And I had a second surgery May 21st, 2018, four hours. And I have a doctor's appointment on Monday. Just, I need prayer. I need everything. What couldn't you do with the ankle before? Could you go? I can't bend. I can't. You can't. I'm a mom. I'm a wait, wait, wait. You can't bend. I can't bend anymore. 
I mean, I can try, but... Is that different? Yeah, I don't want to push it. That's okay, you don't have to push it. But is that different? Is that different? Than... Normally, would that... Is that different? Yeah. What? You couldn't do that before? I couldn't do that. I'm a singer. I'm a d I do everything, but... Did I pay you $50 to say this before church? No, this is... $100? No, I don't need no money. God's love is more than money. Jody, I think God did a miracle for you today. He did. Shut your hands towards Jody. The Spirit of God's on her. Wow. That's amazing. Go ahead. Go back to your seat. Guys, give Jesus a shout. This is incredible. Give Jesus a shout. He is the miracle worker. He is the Lord of glory. He's the one that's in our midst. This is incredible. One more testimony of just what Caden just praying over you guys over video. Anyone else? Pain left? Yeah? Shoulder? How long have you had shoulder pain for? Um, for, well, about three years, I damaged my uh, rotator cuff doing luggage on the plane, and I don't do that anymore. But... I, I couldn't, um, I can only lift like five pounds of weight this way to strengthen my shoulder. That's all the weight I could before it started feeling twingy. Nothing. Give Jesus a shout. That's incredible. Hey, if you want to be healed during the service, be healed during the service. Don't wait till the end. Caden already prayed in Jesus' name. What I love about that video was that Kristen... She prays for people in public in front of her kids, but she doesn't go on Instagram and do healing videos. Where did that idea come from? It came from heaven. It came from a culture that embraces the goodness of God in our midst. It came from a community of people that embraces the power of God. A community of people that is sitting around you right now. The Bible says nothing shall be impossible with God. No thing. A child raised in that awareness will transform the world with the love of Jesus. Four, five years old, ten years old. There is no junior Holy Ghost. So I'm going to give one more call. Who wants to get involved with kids ministry in this church? Put your hands up. No, put your hand up right now. Put your hands up. I want to get involved with kids ministry. Go back and talk to them at the end. Yeah, it's, it is good. I didn't plan to say any of this stuff. This is not even the message. Go with me to Mark chapter 11. Mark chapter 11. Seriously, if you still need a miracle, continue to receive during the service. We'll pray for more folks at the end if we have to. But Caden already prayed. Mark chapter 11. Some of you guys know this. Uh, I've been teaching a series on faith. Why? Because without faith, it's impossible to please God. I'm convinced that the church does hope well, but does not do faith well. What's the difference? Faith always puts the promises of God in the future. Hope always puts the promises of God in the future, but faith apprehends the promise of God now. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. It's in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Faith, literally, that word substance means person. Now faith is the person of things not seen, the things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, the person of Jesus with us. See, the devil is fine with you putting the promises of God in the future. He's totally fine with you putting the promises of God and one day I'll get healed someday in the future. One day I won't be poor anymore somewhere in the future. One day I'll be happy somewhere in the future. One day I'll be delivered someday in the future. The devil is totally fine with you doing that for the rest of your life. Because you will be rendered ineffective in the grace of God for the now. Now see, the Bible says whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory which overcomes the world. Our, not our hope, not even our love. Love never fails. Faith, true faith works by love. Why? Because faith is always other-serving in everything that it does. Jesus is the author and perfecter of faith, Hebrews chapter 12, verse one. Looking unto Jesus, forgetting, letting go of the other things, looking unto Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith. Without Jesus, faith is not possible. Now, if you're in this room and you call yourself a follower of Jesus and you would confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you are saved. Saved from what? Everything. 
Now, if that's true, you actually believe that 2,000 years ago, all of your sin, all of your brokenness, everything that you don't like about yourself was crucified with Christ on a cross. Everything that you're trying to fix, everything that you're trying to make better, died with Christ. And you've been resurrected into a new life with him. Paul said that in Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives within me. And this life that I live in the flesh, I live by what? The faith of the Son of God, or faith in the Son of God. So if you are a follower of Jesus, you already believe that Jesus died for your sins and that he resurrected from the dead. I've seen Jesus. He's a real person. I was at a at a place the other day and, and we shared with the guy that Jesus loved him. I was like, hey man, Jesus really loves you. He can heal Parkinson's. He can do these different things. He was, had balance issues as the guy walked over to me. I could tell something was wrong with him with his neurological problems. And I said, God can heal Parkinson's. I've seen him do it. He can heal any kind of disease. He can heal you of anything wrong with you. Jesus loves you so much. And he goes, how do you know? How do you know he's real? And I said, because I've seen him. And that offended him and he walked away. Why? Because you get to see Jesus, and that's irrefutable. You just watched Jesus heal a sweet woman named Jody here sitting in her seat. You just watched Jesus heal a sweet woman. What was your name again? Shit, what is it? Aaron. Aaron, thank you. You just watched Jesus heal Aaron back in her seat. Jesus is alive, and he's in the room. Wherever two or more gathered in his name, there he is in our midst. Now, if he's the author and perfecter of faith, not the author and perfecter of hope, he is the God of all hope, but why does the writer of Hebrews say he's the author and perfecter of faith? Because faith has been given to you in seed form in your life already. Faith, which can move a mountain. Why don't you go with me to Mark chapter 11? Jesus has been going around doing miracles. He's been going around offending religious people. Why? Because religion chokes the power of the word of God. Religion denies the power of God. It holds to a form of godliness, but denies the power thereof. Religion is, yeah, you're saved, but you're gonna struggle with stuff for the rest of your life. That is a lie from the pit of hell. If Jesus could come to a woman caught in adultery and say to her daughter, go and sin no more, then it's possible once meeting Jesus to lead a life free from dysfunction. Now that's really offensive. That's super offensive if you feel bound, you feel tormented, you feel like you've got all these things in your life. That's really offensive. But guess what? Jesus said it. Jesus is offensive. I like the, the phrase from the Chronicles of Narnia. They're like, is he safe? They're like, no, he's not safe, but he's good. The Holy Spirit comes to lead us to Jesus. He'll make you feel safe long enough that you surrender to the one who's not safe, that wants to deliver you from all oppression. I used to um, facilitate, I'll get to Mark in 11 in just a sec. I used to facilitate... Uh, healing rooms up in Northern California for seven years. I thought I'd be up there for one year to go to the Bible school. God trapped me for seven years at Bethel Church in Redding, California. For four years, I got to oversee the healing rooms once a month with a team of people. Um, I was on the leadership team in the healing rooms. Every single week, we would see hundreds of people healed. That'll do something the way you think. That'll do something to your faith, watching miracles happen every week. We would watch incredible things happen. People would come in with MS in wheelchairs, be able to move one arm. They would leave dancing. Incredible miracles. Tumors disappearing, metal rods disappearing out of people's bodies. Things that we see here on church on Sundays, like we're just seeing right now. Incredible things. It was amazing. When the healing room started, they started because people were coming with impossible situations that needed a breakthrough. People would come in and they would share with the teams about how impossible their situation is and the teams would start to cry. They would get caught up in the problem instead of getting caught up in the solution of Christ. The power of God was necessary in those meetings. So what we did is we separated ourselves. I don't know what's going on, but God's good. Don't worry about it. People are running out of the meeting crying. It's okay. I, I pray they come back laughing. Bless the Lord. People were radically delivered. Every week, people radically set free. Miracles. It was incredible. 
But when it first started, people would come in and talk about their problems, and our prayer team would get discouraged and get depressed. Why? Because the problem seemed so big. But then we decided to lock all the sick people out of the room and become so aware of the author and perfecter of faith that whatever came into our midst was destroyed by his goodness. That's a culture. That's the culture of heaven. Jesus taught his disciples to pray, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In heaven is their sickness. In heaven is their torment. In heaven is their disease. No. God's will is that it would be on earth as it is in heaven. So what happens when a church starts to believe on earth as it is in heaven? What happens when a region starts to believe on earth as it is in heaven? I'm going to share another story. I'm going to get in the word in just a second. If you haven't heard some word already, there's, there's a lot. I was in those meetings at the healing rooms, and a guy came in, a young man. He was uh, about 14, 15 years old, and he was dancing around the room, dancing. And one of the workers came up to me, and they said, Look at that young guy dancing. He's so free. And I looked at the kid and I said, that's not freedom. There's something going on there. Something's happening. God, God wants to meet this kid right now. All of a sudden, this, hit, hit the, hit, this kid hit the ground and started like slithering like a snake. And I'm like, yep, that's not freedom. So we grab the kid and we bring him into the sanctuary at Bethel. And the sanctuary at Bethel was quiet at the time because we were doing the healing rooms in other rooms. This was a number of years ago before we had to use all the rooms. Um, we have we over 1,000 volunteers in the healing rooms when I, when I left. Incredible, isn't it? His people volunteer freely at David's power. So join the setup team. Praise God. This kid came into the room and he kept dancing while there was no music. Kept moving around. And I'm like, could somebody go get his mom? Like, they're... We need, we need to get his mom in here just before things get even more rowdy. So somebody go get his mom. He's just dancing around. And I look at the kid. I said, hey, kid, come here for just a second. What's your name? And he's, he's just out of it. He's being really weird. And I look into his eyes. They bring in his mom. And I said, hey, your son is about to get set free of some stuff. He's about to get set free. He's about to get delivered. I look into his eyes, and I start to preach the gospel to him. What is the gospel? The gospel is the message of Jesus is alive and he consumed sin on the cross. He consumed brokenness and he consumed the power of Satan on the cross. He went and descended into the depths, the abyss, and he took the keys of hell and death and he's resurrected and he's alive and he's coming back. And he's coming back for a pure and spotless bride, you and me, if you believe. As I'm preaching this to this kid, all of a sudden this voice comes out of this kid. Jesus is dead, this really like deep guttural voice. And I said, oh, now I know who I'm talking to. And I pointed at this young man. This is not a story to puff up Chris. This is a story to puff up the power of the gospel. See, none of us in this room have any power or authority in our own merit, but we have all power and all authority by the merit of Christ. A police officer is delegated power and authority to enforce the law. You've been delegated power and authority to enforce the dominion of Christ over sin, sickness, disease, poverty, and oppression, that the kingdoms of this world become the kingdoms of our Lord and our Christ. I said these words. I said, I said, I just looked at it. I said, Jesus is alive. And this voice started screaming from this kid. No. You see, the devil is tormented by the gospel. The devil is tormented by love. The devil is tormented by the preaching of the word. This kid got radically delivered. It was so beautiful. So beautiful. So beautiful. I just remember speaking over him. You're coming out right now. The voice goes, I'm not coming out. I said, I'm not going to tell you again. For too long, the church has tolerated the devil. The church is teaching people how to climb mountains instead of move them. Go with me to Mark chapter 11. Jesus is going. He saw a fig leaf, a fig tree, and it didn't have figs on it, even though it wasn't the season for figs. And he looked at it and he cursed the fig tree. He said, never again will you bear figs. Come back later 
And Peter sees the fig tree. It says in the morning as they pass by, verse 20, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter, remembering what had happened, that Jesus had said to the fig tree, may no one ever eat figs from you again, said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed has withered away. So Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. Some versions actually say, have God's faith. For assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, now mind you, there's a lot of mountains around Jerusalem. Have anybody been to Israel before? I would imagine when Jesus is speaking this, he's pointing at a mountain. Literally saying, whoever says to this mountain, this physical mountain, this is the same mountain that people walked on for thousands of years, the same mountain that they saw every single day, the same mountain that they were used to being there. There are mountains around us in culture that you're used to being there that you are called to move. There are mountains in this city, in this region that you are used to that you are called to move. Pornography, we are coming for you. Fear, we are coming for you. Adultery, we are coming for you. The people of God that are trapped in bondage, we are coming for you in the name of the Lord Jesus. I feel the power of God in this place. Slander, we're coming for you. Division, we're coming for you. Adultery, idolatry, we're coming for you. Fornication, we're coming for you. The people of God, we're coming for you. Our brothers and sisters. One of my mentors, one of the guys I see as a mentor, he went to heaven and he saw the Lord and Jesus was dancing and screaming and shouting, saying, I'm coming for your brothers and sisters. See, when you hear his cry for people, you'll emulate his cry for people. Have faith in God or have God's kind of faith. For assuredly, verse 23, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Let's read this again because you guys are zoning out through the verse. For surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, whoever, not just special people, not just special anointed people, not just people with microphones, not just pastors and teachers. Whoever says to the mountain, turn to your neighbor and say, whoever. whoever. Are you a whoever? King James says, whosoever. Whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea. Where's the only place you can hide a mountain? And does not, what? Doubt in his heart. See, doubt can hit your mind, but how do you know doubt's in your heart? Because it comes out of your mouth. How do you know doubt is in your heart? Because it comes out of your mouth. Well, I just don't think it's going to work out. Well, I just don't think that this whole thing's going to work out, this whole Jesus thing. I just don't know how the money's going to come in. See, a lot of what we call hope is actually unbelief. <laughs> Man, I just really hope God comes through for me. God already came through for you. God left heaven bled on a cross, was whipped by the hands that he created, his back torn open for the forgiveness and the cleansing and the healing of the nations. Rejected, despised, down in a grave by the people he created. But praise God, love never fails. Love can't stay in a grave. You can't stay in one either when you meet Jesus. Lazarus was in a grave, wrapped in grave clothes, and all Jesus had to say was, come forth. Some of you, God's telling you to come forth today. Be removed, be cast into the sea. Does not doubt in his heart, but believes those things he says will be done. Some of us, the things that we say aren't done because our mouths are filled with unbelief and filled with lies. 
See, if you lie all the time, you exaggerate all the time, you fill your heart with unbelief, with these different things, out of your mouth comes these different kinds of words, your heart doesn't believe anymore. Why? Because it's double-minded. Is this okay? I'm not just preaching to a few people. I'm preaching all over the room. I'm preaching to myself. Does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, or she says will be done. He will have whatever he says. Whatever. Whatever. Just in case you don't, it's not clarified. Let's read verse 24. Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Whatever things. Whatever. What counts is whatever. Whatever. Go with me to John chapter 14. Is this okay? Jesus says, in my Father's house are many mansions. He's speaking to his disciples. He said, there's no way to the Father except by me. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And then, in verse 12, it says this. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works or the ergon or the, or the miracles or the things that you see happening that I do, he will do also and greater works than these he will do. Why? Because I go to my father. Jesus is seated on the throne right now. Um, I've been listening to some teachings by a Nigerian pastor. He gets me fired up. This Nigerian pastor, his ministry started. Now, take this story and apply it in your own life, in your own workplace. Last week, we had Dave Harvey here. He was sharing workplace testimonies. It was incredible. Wasn't that amazing? Did you guys catch that? Go back and listen to that. It was amazing. If you're like, well, I'm a business person. How does it apply to me? Well, he shared a bunch of miracles in business places and all kinds of stuff like that. I'm a preacher, so I'm sharing with you those kinds of stories. But we're all in this together, amen? One call is not better than another. It's all about following Jesus, amen? We preach the gospel everywhere we go, no matter who you are, no matter what you're called to, amen? Praise the Lord. So this preacher, I've been listening to him, he went to his pastor one day before he was well known, before he was known at all. And his pastor got up and was preaching about heal the sick, cleanse lepers, cast out demons, raise the dead, freely you've received, freely give. Nothing shall be impossible with God. So this guy goes up to the pastor and says, raise the dead. It says it. Have you ever seen it? His pastor said, I've never seen it, but it's there. So it happens. So this young man got on his motorbike and started to drive around the city looking for a dead person. And he found one. And he talked to the family and he says, my God, listen to this, my God raises the dead. May I pray for your family member because my God raises the dead. They let him. He prayed. He said, come forth, be raised from the dead. And the person was raised from the dead. The story doesn't stop there story doesn't stop there. He gets more and more fired up. He gets more and more fired up about the things of God. He starts planting churches. You know how he'd go plant churches? He would go into a village. He would go find a cripple or a blind person or a deaf person. He would bring them to the center of the village. He'd set up a drum. He would go unannounced. He would just heal the person in front of a crowd and then begin to preach the gospel. People get saved and then he'd plant a church. Underneath his ministry, 4,600 churches were planted. He was the first Nigerian to go on television with the gospel. Under a government that was ruled by another religion that was hostile to the message of Christ. He said, I'm going to go on television. They made crusades illegal, public meetings illegal. He says, I'm not under your authority when it comes to these things. I'm under the authority of God in heaven. So he bought crusade equipment and started doing crusades. Now in Nigeria, when he was young, when he started out, I think 4 or 5% of the country was Christians going to church. Today, 89% of Nigeria goes to church. Now going to church, just because you go to, go to Burger King, it doesn't make you a hamburger. Just because you go to church doesn't mean you're following Jesus. You're in this room right now. There's people here in this room. You are not following Jesus, but by the end of the day, you will be. God's calling you home. 
God's calling you home. 4,600 churches, 89%. He started doing open-air meetings. They were doing meetings. He'd bring in other evangelists. They, they had meetings where millions of people were saved in one meeting. Incredible things. One time, it's okay, I'm sharing more stories. If you get done before me, you can just run out and go grab your kids or whatever you gotta do. That's fun. It's still early. We got lots of time. I'll preach till midnight. It's good. He's on television and the International Association of Witches, whatever that means, we're like, we're gonna do our conference in your city this year. So he gets on television and he says, there will be no conference for the witches here. It's not going to happen. I cancel it in the name of Jesus. It's national television. They don't have Christian TV. They just have national TV. He has a show on national TV. People come to the church and he preaches and stuff. So everybody in the country, everybody in the country knows this guy. So the news goes and tells like one of the head witch people. I don't know what, I don't know what that is, like psychics or warlocks or whatever. All that stuff exists. I, we're coming for you. You need Jesus, you're in bondage. <laughs> so this, 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 this witch says, I don't care what this man, Benson Idahosa, says. His name is Benson Idahosa. I don't care what he says. We're gonna have our meeting. I don't care if Jesus comes down from heaven, we will still have our meeting. So they go back to Benson and he, they get him on the news and they ask him, they interview him. They're like, this is what the witch said. He says, Jesus doesn't have to come down from heaven. That's why I'm here. There will be no meeting. So they get the two of them and they do like a talk show on the news and they bring them both on. So Benson gets on and they're interviewing and doing these different things and Benson goes, there are no witches left. The event is canceled. They will never happen. Even this man, he is not a witch. He preaches the gospel and they, they, they turn to the man and Benson looks at the man and says, the Bible says, do not suffer a witch to live. If you are a witch, I will kill you right now with my words. Confess if you are a witch. The man says, I'm not a witch. The whole event was canceled, nothing came. What would happen if the church of Jesus Christ believed that they had authority? What would happen if you believed that you had authority from heaven? What would happen in your business place? What would happen in your workplace? What would happen in the schools? What would happen everywhere you go if you believed that all authority in heaven and earth has been given to Jesus and behold, he sends you out with that very authority? What would happen? We're afraid of this kind of stuff because we don't know who we are. I was in Mexico City and uh, we were doing a crusade and uh, my team was like, hey, Chris, there's like a bunch of weird stuff going on. I was like, yeah, no, don't worry about it. We do an altar call and about 100 people came up confessing for witchcraft. They were coming up to my team. They're like, we don't like you. (laughs) And one of my team members like, I don't like you either. People slithering like snakes, getting delivered of demons. The entire region began to change. Sex shops near the church shut down. New age shops near the church shut down. Why don't you go shut them down? Why don't you shut them down? Costa Mesa is a haven for the sex slavery, for sex slave and sex slavery. Why don't we shut it down? We shut it down right now. Say no more. Say, we're coming for you. We're coming for the people in bondage. We're coming for the leaders. We're coming for the people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm fired up. Are you fired up with me? Verse 13 of John chapter 14. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father who'll give you another helper, the Holy Ghost. He'll teach you. If you ask anything in my name, I'll do it. If you love me, keep my commandments. Anything. These are big promises. Anything. James says, if 
You're, at, you're not getting stuff because you ask amiss that so you might spend it on your own pleasures. What if we started living for the pleasure of God to bring his kingdom? But that includes your prosperity, your healing, your deliverance, your freedom. Because how can you bring deliverance to people in bondage unless you're prospering, unless you're healed, unless you're walking? Yes, you can. Like, you can go pray for people for healing if you're in pain. You should. Why? To spit on the devil. I was told at one point in my life that I had a 21 millimeter herniation of a disc in my back. That's over two centimeters. 21 by one, exploded disc. I was told by one of the best neurosurgeons in the whole country that I had to get surgery. Nope. So what did we do? We did healing meetings. We prayed for people on social media. Don't let the devil rule your life. Don't let him have authority in your life, in any area. Some of us, you feel called to massive things in your life. You know what that takes? That takes money. Money simply represents time, energy, and resource. Some of you are limited because of that very factor. But God puts you here in Orange County to bring about deliverance to captives. And he puts you here to prosper, to prosper more than the world does. The wages of the wicked are actually stored up for the righteous. That doesn't mean you come to church. That's not the wages of the wicked are in the church. The wages of the wicked are out there. You get to go take money from Satan and employ money for the purposes of God. I've met twice with the manager of Angel Stadium to do a crusade there next year. We're going to do it in Jesus' name. We're all a part of this. That's just one part. It's a, it's a small part. It's, it's about everyone everywhere becoming active in the gospel. Everyone everywhere going out, going out on Tuesday nights to preach the gospel. If you've never done that before, go with Jay. They'll train you at 7 o'clock. If you love me, keep my commandments. I feel like the Lord wants me to pray for radical provision for people's visions right now. Some of you are putting, you're putting hope out in the future and like saying, God, one day you're going to come through for me. God's already come through for you. So why aren't you seeing the manifestation of what you're longing for? Everything you long for is actually already in your hand in the form of a seed. Did you know that? Did you know that? Friendships, relationships, they're already around you. Financial opportunity, it's already in your hand. I want to pray for radical provision for dreams and visions right now. If that's speaking to you, go ahead and stand. We're going to pray for that. We're going to pray for some other stuff too. I feel the anointing so strong. In the book of Acts, the church, it says that no one lacked. Why? Because everybody recognized that they had seed to sow and bread to eat. They began to sow into each other. They began to sow at the foot of the church and money began to multiply. I've watched money multiply in meetings. I've watched money appear in people's wallets, in people's pockets, in people's bank accounts. But it actually happened when people started to give away. Oh, gosh. Someone here, you owe $500 within the next like three days. Who is that? Quickly, put your hand up is that, is that Tessa? I'm going to sow into you. I was looking for my wallet. The Lord spoke to me. I'm going to sow into you a tithe of that today. God's going to give it to you in Jesus' name. All right, put your hands, raise your hands in here. I'm going to pray for, for people. God, we decree radical provision for vision right now. We declare a release of faith from heaven the wind of the Spirit upon the seed of faith in people's hearts right now. 
There's a couple here, you've been believing for children. You've been told, you've been having two years, you've been trying to have kids. You will be pregnant this week. There's gonna happen. You're gonna be able to mark it by this week. In Jesus' name, I release it right now. I release it right now. Things that have been impossible are possible now because of the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. We just release provision for vision right now. Howard, God is gonna prosper you. Jay, God is gonna prosper you. I decree and declare that billionaires will be raised up within this community. Some of you are like, that's really offensive to me. Well, it's only offensive if it's not you. I'll say it again. It's only offensive if it's not you. Benson Idahosa was so known in the country that he had friends that he wanted to get on a plane He went to the airport, walked onto the tarmac, put his hand up in front of a plane, stopped an international flight, got on the plane and says, my friends need to get back to their country right now. I need three of you to get off the plane right now so they can get on. People got off, no arguments, no problem. What would happen if you started to live life like that? Knowing the authority you've been given, not to serve yourself, but to serve humanity, to serve with love. Begin to pray in the spirit right now over the visions God's given you. Take a moment, pray, pray in the spirit. If you don't know how to pray in the Spirit, it's pray in the Spirit. If you've never done that before, it's happening to you right now. Be baptized in the Holy Ghost by the name of Jesus Christ. Jesus the baptizer is here. He's filling you with his Spirit right now. E prosenso, esteaho, e crostavo, emprosavo, e crustavo, yeshushavo, elia halalo, elia halalo, ibro sambro bodo. No longer put your faith in the future. Do not put your faith in the future. Don't say anymore, God's going to do it one day. Put your faith in the now. Put your hand on your heart. Say, God, I want to know how much faith you have. I invite you to experiment on me. Somebody else's ankle was healed. There's Crohn's disease. Thank you, Lord. Crohn's disease was just healed. I curse Crohn's in Jesus' name. I command it out of your body. There's a cancerous polyp. I believe it's in the right breast. In Jesus' name, I command it to go. It's disappeared. Just check for it right now. Someone's lung, you have a lung issue. It's your right lung. The Lord Jesus has healed you. There's a thyroid condition that was just healed. There's a swallowing problem that was just healed. Someone here, you grew up, it it was, I wrote down before the meeting, Dallas. The Lord Jesus heals you of everything wrong with you. In Jesus' name right now. There's a herniated disc in L4. You were told that you needed a fusion. The Lord Jesus heals you right now. There it is. It's the power of God just touched you. Someone else, your left ankle was just healed. Just move your ankle right now. It goes up into your your calf muscle. There's someone here. It's an Achilles. They're Achilles right now. You have like an atrophied Achilles. Just stomp your foot. The Lord Jesus has healed you. There's cartilage in the knees being regenerated right now. The Lord Jesus heals you right now. I'm going to sing in Spanish because I hear it. Espiritu Santo, bienvenido. En este lugar, Jesucristo, bienvenido en este lugar. Padre omnipotente de gracia y amor, bienvenido en este lugar. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. Patent Father of mercy and grace, you are welcome in this place. It's the Lord's moving around this room healing right now. Fill our cup, Lord. You lift it up, Lord. You've come and quenched this thirsting of my soul. Bread of heaven, you feed me that I want no 
fill my cup, I lift it up, you've made me whole. Like the woman at the well, we were seeking for things that could not satisfy. But in a moment, we could hear our Savior speaking, come to the water that never will run dry. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. Keep singing. Omnipotent Father of mercy and grace, you are welcome in this place. Keep singing. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Someone you have a problem, it's over your left eye. It's a migraine issue. It's over on the right side right here. The Lord Jesus heals you. Keep singing. Holy Spirit, you are well. It's a problem opening and closing the hands. The Lord Jesus healed you. Sinus issues. The Lord Jesus has healed you. A rash on the face. Just touch your face. The rash is gone in Jesus' name. C3 through C6. The Lord Jesus just healed you. Kidney problems. The Lord Jesus just healed you. And a problem with the right collarbone. The Lord Jesus has just healed you. Wow. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. Omnipotent, Father of mercy and grace, you are welcome, Lord, in this place. I want, before, before we sit, if you were just healed, check your body right now. Do what you couldn't do before. There's miracles that are happening all over the room. If, if the word was called out for you, make sure you definitely check because the Lord's already healed you. Um, I want you to quickly come. Why? Because God gets glory when you share. I want to hear the testimonies before we dismiss and do an altar call. Um, quickly come right now. Quickly come. Don't wait in your seat. Give God the glory. Do his name. Give God the glory. Do his name. Quickly come. Rodney, if you'd help me too, and Jay, just come on over and just help. and Just get to, just come on quickly. Check your body. Do what you couldn't do before. That swallowing reflex is healed. Come on over here. Just share with us real quick. Share with us real quick. What did the Lord do for you, daughter? Well, I couldn't move my arm at all. Oh, that's I mean, up, and I couldn't put any weight on it. Who else? Who else? Quickly come, quickly come. You were healed. Quickly come, quickly come, quickly come. Yeah. What did God do for you? What's your name? My name's John. Um, I was praying in my mind for uh, my knee to be healed, and right on as I said it, he said, there's going to be cartilage hearing in the knee, and uh, I've got a runner's heart, but my knees were kind of hurt, so, but it's, they're good. I can, I can move. How long have you had that issue for? Mm, like a year and a half. A year and a half. That's incredible. So many sinus issues were just healed. Who is that? Your sinus. You've had really gnarly sinus issues. In Jesus' name, right there, you're going to feel like heat. Come. There it goes. That's the power of God touching you. It's touching your head. That's the power of God. You've just been healed. Just take a deep breath in, deep breath out. There's somebody else right near them. You have an issue with your lungs. Who is that? Right in there, right there. The issue with the lungs. It's like an asthmatic condition with your lungs. It's a breathing issue. It's right in there. Yeah, there you are. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Just take a deep breath in, deep breath out. The power of God's touching you, bro, right now. Someone else right in that area, you've got a problem with your feet. A problem with your feet. Right in there in that area. Just check your feet. It's in your left foot, in your toes, in your toes. Just move your toes right now. Move your toes right now. This is the power of God. Is that you too? Your right toes. Just move your toes around. The Lord's healing people. Hey, if you're here right now, God has called you home. If you're here, you're not walking with Jesus. Jesus died for you, and he's doing miracles in this room right now. He's here, and he's alive. If you're here in this room, and you're saying, maybe you've never been born again before. Just have a seat for just a second. Have a seat because you guys are you're like zoning out a little bit. Have a seat. If you've never been born again or if you're here and you've walked away from the Lord, maybe, maybe you made a decision for Christ years ago, but you walked away from the Lord. Jesus said, if you confess me before men, I'll confess you before my Father in heaven. If you're here and you want to be cleansed of sin forever, if you want to be set free forever, if you want to walk with the Lord Jesus forever, I want you just to put your hand up boldly in front of people. Do not be afraid. Put your hand up quickly right now. Put your hand up. Say, I want to give everything to Jesus right now. Who, who in this room? Quickly, raise your hand. Quickly, raise your hand. Do not wait. Put it up high. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. 
Don't be afraid. Put your hand in the air right now. Do not be afraid. Put your hand in the air right now. There are people here and you are not walking with Jesus. Do not leave this room without covenanting with him. He made a covenant with you on the cross. He bled to you to forgive you of all your sins, to set you free. Do not let what people say or what people think hold you back from eternity right now. If you're here, put your hand up quickly. You're here. You've, you've not surrendered your life to Jesus. Put your hand up quickly. Raise it in the air big. Raise it in the air big, wherever you are. I need to see your hand. Why? Because you need to confess him before people. Who are you? Put your hand up. I know there's two or three people in this room at least that need to put their hand up right now. Just put your hand quickly in the air. Quickly. Just pray in the spirit for those of you that are just sitting. The Lord's doing stuff right now. Don't let what people think hold you back. I'm gonna call this out, but let the prayer, prayer team come on up. Prayer team, come on up. There's someone here and you're actually in active adultery in your marriage right now. You need to come up at the end. You need to get prayer. You need to come up at the end. You need to get prayer. I, I don't care who you are. I'm not gonna make you respond in front of people, but you're in active adultery in your marriage right now. There's other people in here. God wants to deliver you from pornography forever. He wants to set you free. You need to come up, go with someone of the same gender and just be like, I need to be free. I need to be free. I need to be free. When you just stand to your feet, can we just give Jesus a shout for what he's already done? Awesome. 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 We give you glory, Lord. If you need to pick up your kids, pick up your kids. The prayer team's here. If you need any form of miracle, come on up. If you need any miracle, you need prayer for anything, the prayer team's here. We're going to stay. We're going to pray for people. The power of God's here. I really feel there's people here. You need to give everything to Jesus today. Do not let what people think hold you back. Because there's going to be a day where you might be facing horrible circumstances around your faith for Jesus. And if you can't make a statement of faith in front of a people that already love you, then how are you going to make a statement of faith in front of people that hate you? Come to the altar right now if that's you. Come to the altar. Do not let people. We love you guys. Go pick up your kids. Come. We're going to keep praying for folks. This is a miracle working team. God, we just thank you for what you're doing. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. Be sure to visit our website at presenceoc.org to find out more about Presence Church.